You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live this week, featuring news and commentary on this week in Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live this week, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live this week. I am your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me is the beautiful Courtney Stewart. Yeah, you got your cheetah up? headband going on right yes, now. Yes, yes. You bringing today. it this Friday? Today, yes. We also got DJ Jesse J. What up? I feel like I haven't seen you guys I forever, right? No, you guys both ran away from me last week. I was all alone, but joined by a very, very lovely Popra and the very hot Stefan. All the ladies love Stefan, y'all. All the ladies, ladies love Stefan. He was bringing it. He was bringing it. Mm-hmm. All right, we got an exciting show today with a lot of topics, including Black Twitter comes from hashtag White Girls Do It Better, 50 Cent Files for Bankruptcy, and the art exhibit in Chicago, which has Michael Brown on it, is causing a lot of controversy. But first, I'm going to talk about the buzzmeter question for today, which is, was Andy Cohn wrong for jackholing Amanda Stenberg? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. There was a lot of controversy around that. We're going to talk about it. Uh, but uh, first thing up is going to be trending topics with DJ Jesse J. Boom. Hashtag white girls do it better. So Twitter has been... Honestly, just a mess this week. Um, the hashtags that have been going along, we have white girls do it better, black girls do it better, growing up black, hashtag growing up poor. I love hashtag, growing up black, by the way. Uh, my Me too. P- hashtag growing up with strict parents. Mm-hmm. It was all over the place. It was all over the place. Because usually it's like once a week or yeah. once a month is like no, a really big hashtag. It was very busy this week. Went ham. Why was so, everybody bored? Right. <laughs> I don't know why everybody was bored and like needed to tweet this week. But I feel like we do the same hashtags every year. Yeah. So I mean, it, it yeah. comes up. Yeah, it comes. Yeah. But I. But, but the the growing up black was great. I'm sorry, it was great. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. You know, uh, growing up black versus doing it, growing up something versus doing it better. Yeah. So wording your hashtags, people. You might want to be careful about what you're doing. So, hashtag white girls do it better stemmed from a hashtag black girls do it better, um, which was actually started a few months ago. Yeah. Um, yes. All of a sudden, white girls started posting hashtag do it better, and there were some crazy posts. Um, <laughs> but black Twitter went ham and was like, what the f- is going on. So as you can see, Black Twitter used the hashtag White Girls Do It Better, which is kind of weird because now you're making the hashtag bigger than right. what it actually. Yeah. If you hadn't acknowledged it, no one would have really paid attention to it. But then it became like a show within itself, which is kind of amazing. Oh, it was. Black Twitter, I'm sorry, Black Twitter is brilliant. So <laughs> the yeah. things that Black Twitter comes yeah. up with is really like gives yeah. gives life in a whole new way. So Black Twitter said, there here's some, um, mocking black culture but wanting to be shaped like a black woman. Hashtag white girls do it better. Mm. Hashtag white girls do 
do it better, claiming to be feminist but only caring about wearing spaghetti straps at school <laughs> and freeing the nipple. Oh. Hashtag white girls do it better. What exactly do y'all do better? If we're referring to appropriating cultures and nasty unseasoned chicken, then yeah. No, I think my favorite was white girls do it better at failing to acknowledge their own white privilege. I was like, wow, that's deep. Um, I just think anyone should not be doing anybody does it better because once you did. So then there was another crew on Twitter who went in on both of the hashtags and it was things about it was white, black, Asian um, would say, honestly, I'm so tired of this black girls do it better versus white girls do it better. Why can't we all just appreciate, motivate all females equally? This hashtag is so stupid. Stop acting like your skin color makes you better than someone else. We have two hashtags. Both promote racial competition and demean one another. Please stop. I think though that community on Twitter made the most sense out yeah. of everybody. When also I was reading, they were trying to figure out who actually started, started the, hashtag, the hashtag "White Girls yeah. Do It Better," and I still never found, found out, out who, who did, did it. Did I you mean, did you see anything about no, that? It was probably just some random ass person. Person, person, and they just got picked. How does that? It's just such. But a out of all universe, the things that go into Twitter, that's the one that Honestly, gets you fired up. What I'm kind of wondering if it was Amanda. Uh, Stenberg. Den- Amanda Stenberg, because uh, as we go into that topic now, um, basically Kylie Jenner had posted a picture of herself. Uh, we have the picture up somewhere um, with her new wig line, and which this one her is cornrows, her, her new titties, and her new booty, y'all. Yes. Um, in this picture, <laughs> she posted. Let's keep it honest. <laughs> she posted uh, the saying, "I woke up like this." Um, Amanda left a comment for Miss Kate, uh, Katy Perry, Kylie Jenner, saying, When you appropriate black features in culture, but fail to use your position of power to help black Americans by directing attention towards your wigs instead of police brutality or racism. Hashtag white girls do it better. I didn't really understand why she used that hashtag. I felt like that was just kind of like... It was a dig. Yeah. It was a dig. And it was kind of like, girl, you and your feelings. So Kylie responded to her saying, mad if I don't, mad if I do. Go hang with Jaden or something. Girl. Girl. (laughs) I wish Kylie would have, you know, kind of taken to that and one-upped her. Right. And thought deeply about it and kind of responded back with something a little better than whatever because that's basically what she was saying but that's She's a very Car- that's a very kardashian answer though that is true cuz you know what I'm saying they, they the all are shit. very much their comebacks are, are not that strong well so because of this comment amandla has been labeled angry black girl because she's mad and she's mad at white people and that's what she's the, not me- mad. the media has painted the media on has her. has painted on her. So she comes out and part of the reason is celebrities got involved like Justin Bieber who felt he needed to comment on this by saying, guys, leave Kylie alone. We're all trying to figure it out. And she happens to be under a microscope. I'm the first to know this. The white boy that dropped the N-bomb several times. Right. I'm the first to know this, but saying she's being racist because she wants her hair in braids is ridiculous. She didn't call her racist, by the way. Yes, yeah, she did not call her racist. No? She no. said she did not. culturally the cultural she said, appropriation. She's talking about cultural appropriation. That's yeah. not calling her a racist. Right. Let's focus on the bigger picture, <laughs> and instead of fighting over something stupid, let's do something about equality. But it doesn't start here blasting a 17-year-old kid for wearing braids. Is that what Justin Bieber said? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
keep going. <laughs> right. It, 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 I don't even think it deserves a I mean, real I comment. I can't even like he said instead of doing doing the the doing something was in actually saying instead of just being like you racist bitch trying to be a black girl, she actually was trying to trigger thought. Cultural appropriation has a meaning. Did you ever think to look it up? So maybe she was actually trying to spark a thought. Yeah. As opposed to whatever the hell you think. Yeah, but the ha- I feel like the hashtag. Well, she definitely did her dig. She's, it took she's a, a it took preference over the figuring it out, which is the problem, Justin. The problem is, is that clearly one person feels a certain type of way, and it's not just one person. It's a large demographic of people who, right now, if you're paying attention to the news, feel a certain type of way. So. I think it's more about figuring out. You say, let's do something about equality. I think Amanda was kind of saying, hey, we can't do anything about equality until we acknowledge what some of the issues actually are. Right. And stop pretending like they don't exist. Right. You know, you're directing this demographic to buy your wig line, but how are you helping the community versus just taking money, kind of? And even if you don't, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird because it's like everyone takes cultures from everybody. I mean, here's my thing. I mean, I, I get Amanda, but is is Kylie Jenner responsible for teaching no. the world because she wants to have a wig line well, and make some extra the, cash? The kind of because how many of us are, are who are black kids don't do that? I don't yeah. see them jumping out and teaching the world either. But so. that's also sort of what she's saying simultaneously. Like, you have the ability to affect a large number of people in a way that a lot of us cannot, and you are using it this way. Why not use it this other way? So I think that's what she's kind of pointing out, because, I mean, Amanda can't even necessarily reach that many people. Right, I assume right. her Twitter followers or, or Instagram low. followers are lower than Kylie. So uh, I'm sure. I'm, that's what she's calling her out for. So whereas, do we have to hold... It's one of those things, like, is every celebrity responsible for, to like, the their image? The like, for wear the shoulders right. for everything? No, of course not. But... There is something to be said about the cultural appropriation that is being seemingly being done by Kylie often that maybe it's something she should maybe think about herself a little bit harder and it's it exists it's out there and I think Amanda was trying to just because she's already like written a whole like yeah. dissertation about cultural appropriation she did a like video for a class or black something black features that, are beautiful it's, it's a, black black it's a serious not. subject for yeah, her yeah it's a serious subject and, and, and she was the girl in the Hunger Games yeah, right? and then she was Rue. the one who got all the slack because she was the black character and in the book she's not a black character correct is that, was that I the, don't remember that the, I don't know yeah. enough she about was the Hunger yeah she had a lot of in the in the role, she had a lot of drama surrounding her because of that, I believe. But People were not happy that she was a black girl. she was a black, black yeah. girl. And that she died horribly in that movie, by the way. I don't subscribe Most of to us the do. Hunger Games. <laughs> exactly. Most of us do. <laughs> but it was awful. Like, it was really awful. <laughs> uh, the, she did. She wrote a post. Uh, you know, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you guys can look it up. But the title of it says, Black features are beautiful. Black women are not. White women are paragons of virtue and desire. Black women are objects of fetishism and brutality. And it's it's crazy because like as like I would like to take Kylie Jenner out of the whole conversation just because I want to not care. Right. But <laughs> what she's bringing up right now, Amanda, like is so relevant. Like, and it was shown just with all the crap that's been going on on social media with Serena Williams and her yeah. body image and how she's been body shamed and called out of her name and femininity because of her strong manly features and like horrible things that people are saying and over sexualizing her in a way that's unacceptable but that black women have experienced for their entire existence in this country so I, I think that the subject is very relevant and I think it's sad that 
Kylie is probably completely unaware and probably doesn't care, but is it her responsibility? I don't necessarily put that whole responsibility on her. She's 17 years old and trying to be cute, and right now being cute is having a little waist and inflating your ass and getting big boobs and having big lips. Right. So she's just playing the game. So And I don't on know. a side note, most black men love Serena's body, by the way. So most black men <laughs> that I talk to that, love her body. We so appreciate that. That was real sarcastic. For all you haters. No, I am serious. Oh. Because that that's the whole, like, that's why it's frustrating. Because I get, like, the whole angry black girl thing. Every black girl out there hates being called the angry black girl. Because anytime you speak up to say anything, like, this ain't cool, y'all. Like, why is it cool that suddenly J-Lo's booty was acceptable when we done had big booties forever? And people were shaming us for the big asses that we had. So, like, it's just that weird, like, feeling of never fully being accepted for the beauty that you are. Yet, somehow, the imitation of it is acceptable. Right. And it's frustrating. So I understand where Amanda's coming from. And it sucks that she gets labeled as an angry black girl for speaking out with it. Granted, I agree, the hashtag white girls do it better was a dig. But she's also 16 years old. So that kind of came with it. Right. But at the same time, she's written and spoken very intelligently very. about <laughs> the situation and about the idea of cultural appropriation. And I think she deserves a little more respect for what she's trying to say because it is a legitimate issue that deserves some sort of attention. Um, well, I, and I agree with I'd everything like she's doing, but I, it, it's, it's, it's a good topic and conversation to bring up, but I still say <laughs> there are a lot of African-American youth who are not doing this, who are looked up, looked upon culturally by black kids, white kids, whatever, a, a melting pot of people, and they're, and they're not stepping up in that sense, too. So why are we looking at a Kardashian to do it? Well, again, it's the issue is that she is a Kardashian that appears Jenner, to excuse be. Me. Or sorry, a Jenner, Jenner, excuse correct, me, Jenner. Our bad. Our bad. Jenner. That appears to be appropriating the culture for financial gain, for fame, game, whatever you want to say. And I don't think, I don't think Amanda believes that it's her responsibility to stand up for all the racism in America. But I do think it is to be maybe honored on a certain level that you have a platform in a way that most people do not and what you are doing says certain things about things that have happened in this country throughout our history and maybe you should think about it and maybe you should think about what you're doing and maybe it's not kosher you know another topic just to bring this up there and maybe it's totally out there um when do you kind of hold the... All right, so we're slamming Kylie Jenner right now. Okay. I'm so, not slamming no, no, Kylie no, no, Jenner. No, 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 no. I'm not I saying us hot. here. I'm not saying us here. I'm just letting you know. I'm not saying I... us here. I'm saying, like, that's, like, in the Twitter world, like, yeah. that's what we're doing right now. Okay. Some when do are. we... Some people. When do we slam Beyonce? When do we slam Nicki Minaj and say, well, wait a minute... You women are appropriating white culture, but that's, that, that, but that's my that. that's my point. No, black people have done that. We there's there, black women. I mean, I know that that have has been that. a case. Yeah, and so because I mean, I, it blows my mind. I I just keep seeing that freaking Pepsi ad, and they need to take it down because she has not been doing that ad for a while. That I was gonna pe- say she still got it. No, I know her. it's hanging up on this one street in LA, but uh, <laughs> she looks. Asian. It literally looks like she is caked on white makeup. And it's just like, when does that conversation happen? You know, we hear that Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, uh, was it Ferguson that they freed? Where was that? I think it was Ferguson and Baltimore that they were helping. Yeah, we hear that. But we've never had, like, a conversation or from somebody of 
that high a statue to you know have a conversation who can control the and I do say control because I do believe that Beyonce and I it's crazy to say that does have control over a large audience. Yes. Well, that she is does. my point. We have these black celebrities, black being teenagers then, or 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 older, Beyonce. You know, don't get me wrong. Beyonce has done some great things, and maybe I'm not going to fault her and Jay Z for not just, it's just for, the person coming for, up to for my what mind they right. did at Ferguson and, and, and yeah. not making a big deal about. It. Maybe they just want to be low key about it. That's fine, but these are issues that a lot of our youth are not doing as well. You know, our black youth. So we, I just, my whole thing with this, I, once again, I see what Amanda is saying, but I don't agree with who she's targeting because of the fact that I, we shouldn't be looking at, well, I think that's I her think social circle, yeah. and that's why because that. they all like the she hangs out with Jaden. Jaden used to date Kylie, so I think from that that's perspective, well, that, that's, that's where yeah. that's where the circle right. kind of happens, and that's why it's there. But just to go back to the Beyonce thing and the counterpoint of that, to me at least, I almost think they can be separated conversations because I think that on a certain level, like the Nicki Minaj's, and don't get it twisted, like black chicks are definitely that I know. And myself included, with Nicki Minaj was like, why, why are you inflating your behind and your boobs for this, that, and other? So it is, a, we are aware and not necessarily always approving of that. But I think on a certain level, culturally, there's a pass given because that's what's more acceptable to get, to get to elevate yourself because you kind of have to, you know, adjust to what's acceptable a little bit, and Absolutely. that gets you that's higher. Part of, so yeah, whereas part of the J Huds and the Kelly Rollins don't get to that level. They don't get they, to that level because they didn't weren't able to make those adjustments. Maybe because they weren't, you know, light skinned to begin with to like make it better, whatever, make it better as the world. The would world. Yeah, say. but let's you know, let's be honest. So they tried. You know what I'm saying? They, On a they third tried. level, I mean, really? I mean, listen. Jay Hud, I'll give maybe, but Kelly Rowland, I don't feel she had a, we ever she had, had a moment. She had her boobs done. She had her boobs done. She got a weave in. Okay, getting your boobs on it. I'm not. I gotta appropriate that with the white culture. Well, people would say that Beyonce isn't because Beyonce's Creole. She's light skinned to begin with, with slightly lighter eyes, and the cosmetics companies that airbrush her, the the magazines that airbrush oh, her, that's like that's not is. necessarily the L'Oreal commercial. Her power. Yeah, yeah, the L'Oreal so, commercial. I mean, but she could have fought it, but she's yes, gonna check. But her choice to continue to wear like super blonde hair, she has sandy brown hair, which right. is black but you know whatever that that that's something to be discussed i agree but at a certain level i think it's a different conversation well okay so to stem off of this um uh andy cohen to talk about our this week's topic so andy cohen on watch what happens live with laverne cox and andre 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 yes so he does a jackhole of the week of the week or day and apparently he had jackholed this conversation. Supposedly. Supposedly this conversation. But it was a little bit targeted more towards the fact that she was coming for Kylie, Kylie. Jenner. And he just doesn't believe in social feuds. Social, social media, media feuds. Right. Yeah. So Twitter went ham and was like, whoa. Black Twitter went ham. Black Twitter went ham. It was like, hold up. You said what? You're jackholing this girl for feeling this way? Yes. Andy Cohen has since come out with a, an excuse he, saying he did not understand the full situation. He thought it was just a, a silly, foolish, uh, foolish Twitter, social media, social media right. battle. Yeah, And that, that's what he does because, he, believe it or not, he ironically does not believe in social media 
feuds. Feuds, which yes. is crazy because that's all the housewives. Yeah, and apparently did. he's now also like additionally said that he didn't understand the depth, the of, depth the of the cultural appropriation right. conversation, and he apologized directly to Amanda yeah. for which, the jackal. Do you guys believe that of Andy Cohen in the sense of? I mean, I know where I come from, so I guess I have a different <laughs> understanding of it because I'm like, I mean, I've done black collar for like what two years now, yeah. so we've had deep conversations about certain things. Where Andy Cohen has had the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of New York, which are totally different, but there's obviously certain types of conversation that has to come out of doing such a show like Real Housewives of Atlanta. I, he gets backlash for that show. He. Um, so does that mean that he just is ignoring that? I don't. What's your, I just think it's curious I feel like that doesn't mean that you are thoroughly educated in the intellectualizing of race in America. Yeah. Just doesn't that make you feel like work. you're not? Like, wouldn't you want to be? Well, maybe what? because sure. you may feel... Like, I had a conversation with a very intelligent person that I love and adore, a white older man who was very unaware of certain things in terms of race and he literally said in the conversation you just made me feel stupid like I feel like I need to like know more in terms it was of dealing with race in the country and Obama and a lot of things whatever so I don't think that it's an intentional ignorance I think it really is a legit ignorance that he probably doesn't know all the ins and outs because why should he no just I and, doing and, the, and, yeah, and how would the he? housewives yeah. like his goal is to just do another housewives right. franchise and he loves the black housewives in Atlanta they do a great job they get great ratings and they're entertaining and like I don't know that in the position that he's in it's television it's not his and he's not doing like documentaries to educate each right. people he's doing trying to make good television that will get ratings That's true. so he's not trying to intellectualize what race in America <laughs> right, means right. and what black women versus white women mean. Like, that, yeah, that's not, not the point of Bravo. Because no. I get the ignorance part and like like when I go home and I talk to certain people in you know Massachusetts and stuff and it's like they're like, well, a black Hollywood live. Well, what if we came out with a Mexican Hollywood live or a white Hollywood live? And it's like, okay. Life is white Hollywood live. Let's start there. And Mexican Hollywood <laughs> no, no, live would, does not bother me. I would watch Go it. Go ahead. I would watch it. I would, like, want to know more. Me too. So my thing, you know, and I understand, uh, I, I cringe when I hear it, but it's like, okay, I understand I have to have this conversation right now because I can understand why this person does not understand that. Yes. But with an Andy Cohen, I don't know, it kind of blows my mind because you are making money off this and I know he has seen certain backlash from African Americans especially talking about this show being a poor representation of black women. And wouldn't that make you want to as a human being? I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. As a human I think, being, I, I, don't, I think I that like, you... I, think, <laughs> it's I feel what you're saying, but I don't think that he looked that deeply yeah, into it, Yeah, and I think honestly. it's business for him. Like, yeah. I mean, he has... I'm sure he has his black friends that he talks to, like, when he's like, wait, guys, why are people well, so okay, mad? Right. And, like, whatever, well, but he's... Well, here, the bigger issue is that a lot of people gave slack to Andre Laverne, and Laverne because yeah. they didn't say anything. Now, Laverne has gone on to say that she didn't even know who Amanda was. Yeah, well, well, she also claimed that, like, in the 10 seconds that they had, that she couldn't really get into a conversation about cultural appropriation. Right. So it was like, I don't misplaced. believe that, but I do believe that she didn't, may not have known because we've had guests here who aren't up on some of the stories. And if we were to throw yeah. something to them, they wouldn't yeah. know. And yeah. it was, and it is, in their defense, it is literally the last, like, 10 seconds of the show. He literally. does his Jack Holiday yeah. and then he does the something else. But whatever. And by the that time, the they've show. had plenty of drinks. They've had drinks so and, like, whatever. But <laughs> I may not remember the subject. 
respect either. Because they were upset because she was a child also. Uh, she was 16 right. years old and then he was jack-holding her. Right. So sorry, Andy. All right, let's let move us on, know what you think. Amanda is getting a lot of airtime right. on Black Hollywood Live today. She's beautiful and she she's is. an actress and she's great. Come on, Black Hollywood Live and we'll discuss it more, Amanda. And if nothing else, yeah. she's actually like talking about this stuff and bringing it up and writing about it and doing movies about it. And I think that's cool because we got a whole lot of kids that don't do nothing. Get her on The View. Anyways, so Jesse, who are you trying to replace? So, um, who's left? Like Bravo is now replacing (laughs) Nene Leakes and Kim Show. They ain't getting it no more. They're not gonna do a show. Aren't you upset? So, unfortunately, you can't watch that on AfterBuzz TV. But we cover every other show you could possibly (laughs) think of. So, whatever your favorite TV show is, as soon as you're done, head over to AfterBuzz TV. As soon as it's over, it's our sister site. We love TV and we love to talk about it. AfterBuzzTV.com. And we also love gossip, and that's what Courtney's going to deliver right now. I'll be real quick, y'all. So 50 Cent decided he was broke this week and he filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. He's lying. Um, (laughs) And insane. Insane. That's it. So basically what happened is he has been in this court battle with uh, Rick Ross's baby mama. Her name is Lestonia Levinson. (laughs) And basically what happened was uh, back in 2009, apparently 50 Cent posted a video of some sexual activity of Miss Levinson. And um, he just did it because I guess he was having a social media feud with Rick Ross. These are grown men. I can't believe we're having this conversation. But anyway, so he posted a video of her being sexual. And it was basically a sex tape that he posted online. And so she sued his behind. And she's won. She won a settlement of $5 million. And as soon as the settlement um, came down, he decided to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Word on the street is... It's solely because he's trying to reorganize his finances because what can actually happen, the settlement for $5 million came down, but the court can still um, force him to pay damages at astronomical rates. Like, they could literally be like $100 million in damages, like something insane. So, to protect himself... He has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which will allow him to reorganize his finances. And for those people out there who are not rich, that basically means he can put it in certain businesses and certain LLCs and move it around so that it's not subject to whatever the damages they determine he has to pay. So does that mean that she doesn't get anything? No, she can still get the $5 million. But they can do, in addition to the $5 million, they can give her more money in damages. And it can be... Lots and lots of money. Yeah, listen to uh, Black Hollywood Lives just, just served. We get the full legal take they will on. Break down the they will break down the specifics for you. For but you also, Phil, I know Maria was talking about she had an exclusive sit down with Fifty. Where is that located? So that uh, you're talking about Maria Menounos and Maria E Menounos. News. So they sat down as part of uh, the promotion for Southpaw, the new movie, yes. the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, which Fifty Cent is a part of. Um, during the interview, because Fifty trusts Maria, you know, the, he, she did ask him a question. He did answer it, uh, and, and that's kind of a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the that's the exclusive that opened it up a lot, and um, you know, it kind of went from there. But yeah, there, there's various perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Justice Served as a legal one. You guys do a different one. Go check that out. Guys. And the but man is worth 150 he, million. According Let's, to Forbes, according last to Forbes. In, in May he was worth 155 million dollars. And he was actually on Conan a couple days after he had filed for the bankruptcy. And his quote was as follows: "You get a bullseye painted on your back when you are successful, and it's public. You become the ideal person for lawsuits." 
Yeah, but so, I mean, you posted a porn. You, por- you, you posted, posted a sex tape. I mean, come on, Fifty. Like, I, I, I can let that statement be true okay, if wait. it wasn't this Hold situation. On. So, Fifty Cent posted a sex tape. Because I can watch Fifty uh, Cent uh, having uh, sex. No, no, no. It's not uh, his. It's, it's not his. somebody it's, else's. It's, it's oh. hers. It's hers. Well, that's he was just trying to embarrass her. Right. Which, by the way, I like, want to see Fifty Cent sex tape. Okay. Well, that's a different show that's and different subject. Here's the part. Fifty Cent also did file for bankruptcy on one of his companies about six or seven months ago. Yes, yeah. he did. But again, but you get but filing for bankruptcy, guys. So many people have done it. It's a rich people thing. Donald Trump has done it. Walt Disney did it. Plenty of people do it. I I know regular people who do it. It almost seems like it's sort of it's an easy way to get out of jail free card. Yeah, you know, it can be. It screws screws the hell out of your credit, but you know. But if you're already rich and you're able to protect certain assets, it doesn't matter if it screws your credit because you already still have a hundred million dollars over here. So in his case, it's a rich person's problem. Right. Moving on. Speaking of rich people's problems. Oh, no, this is serious. <laughs> y'all need to start praying for Chris Brown. We're going to stop right now and say a moment. We're going to take a moment. Lord, help Chris Brown. He's got baby brain who is real cute. And he got people that he probably knows breaking up into his house with masks on, putting his auntie in the darn closet, and trying to steal money out of his house. Uh So, if you guys have not been paying attention, Chris Brown got robbed, okay? Uh, Hide your wife, hide your kids. Hide your wife, hide your kids. Hide your baby. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Auntie was up. Okay, so... We just reported, like, maybe two months ago that Chris Brown had a lady chick that just broke into his crib while he was gone and, like, decided she lived there and painted his car and did all kind of weird stuff. (laughs) He moved to a house in Tarzana, and in his new house in Tarzana, while he was chilling at the club, auntie was up in the house like, hey, y'all, I'm in Chris's house, I'm chilling, and some mofos broke into the house with masks on and guns and whatnot. They put her in the closet, thank God, bless, she is fine, yeah, she's she was okay, not hurt. she was not harmed, yeah. but she was able to hear <laughs> what was going on with this robbery, and basically what happened was... A group of dudes broke in the house, and they were specifically, they knew it was Chris Brown's house based on what the auntie could hear. Of course they knew. I, I mean, they, and, come on. I and theory. they knew that just a few days prior to the robbery that he had been paid in cash $50,000 for a club appearance, so they were looking for the $50,000 in cash, and they had an idea of where it was. For this reason, police are fairly certain that they have a good lead on exactly who these people are, so they are after those people. We we have not gotten breaking news yet that they have caught them, but the robbers, they have a lead. They're coming after them. But, of course, Chris's baby mama's all freaked out. Oh, rain could have been there. This could have been bad. I mean, which is true. true. Yeah. Which is true. True life. Chris, we all want to know, why the hell you don't have security at your house? That's what I was going to say. your other house was just robbed like or broken into and yeah. lived in for weeks by some chick, just literally. It should it not be that easy to get ago. into your house after Thank what happened you. before. Yeah. Auntie is great. I'm glad Auntie was at the house, but Auntie is in danger. Poor Auntie. Auntie. She's traumatized, I'm, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. I would cry. And then her mom made a dodge. statement that her mom said that she thought His it was a friend. His he, mom thought it was a friend. She said that before it even came out yeah. that the, the aunt had said that 
that she could hear what they were saying, yeah. and it was definitely people that probably knew Chris. So and that Chris has gone on record now and says that he's not throwing any more parties at his house because of the fact that he's terrified for his daughter. And Dude. you know he's well. At least you got maturing. a clue, brother. Yeah. At least you got a clue. But that's some scary ish. You make way too much money. If you got fifty grand sitting around, I'm gonna need you to pay some security guards to be at your house. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna say you, this, yeah. Or live in a gated community yeah. and Rihanna. have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Thank you, Rihanna, Chris Brown, Paris Hilton. Justin Bieber. I've been to all of these people's houses for parties. Yes. Because Jesse cool like Jesse's that, Because Jesse's cool y'all. like that. He know all the celebrities. He know them. I don't know them. I just showed up at these houses. Um, however, my thing is, is one thing I did notice about a lot of the parties, exceptionally, I'll put Rihanna a little bit to the side because it was a little more intimate. But I was kind of questionable about the gates and about like and even French Montana because my thing is is like these houses are very accessible Paris Hilton's house is very accessible that movie is really a true situation like they let all these people up in their house Mm -hmm. up in their I was in Rihanna you know what I mean like you I was respectful and did not go into Rihanna's bedroom but I could have I would have jumped on her bed and rolled around in it I ain't gonna lie to you you know what I mean but it's about like Oh, no, like, but the thing is, is like your you're in a situation where <laughs> licked her pillows. No, <laughs> you're in a situation where you're allowing people into your home. Now, Paris Hilton's house was so freaking big, but these celebrities and I get was it that the doghouse or the actual house? Because you know her doghouse is big as hell too maybe, in the backyard. I mean, when I tell you, That's she true. literally has a club in her house. Yeah, I remember. But she said that because she doesn't want to have to go out, so she would have everything in her house. But when you still want to party and invite people to your, it's not cool, man. It's not, and it's scary. And I remember. Specifically with Justin Bieber and Chris Br- and uh, Rihanna going to the house and being like, "You can just get there. You you can just get in there." Yeah. yeah. And that's scary to me. Like my grandmother at my mom's house over in Ma- Massachusetts, be like, have locked seven locks on the door, a damn guard dog at the door. Like, well, is it that you just have so much money that you just like you I don't, don't care? care? Because, like, for example, I, I went to a, a fight party at Tyrese's house, and at one point I was in his backyard and I was looking around and I was like, he don't know. He don't really know me. You know what I'm saying? And he don't know half these people. It would freak me out a little bit to think about that somebody actually could be in my bedroom just chilling or like just in my kitchen or even just in my favorite place on my couch. Status, like you're just trying to have a party and you're just trying to be cool and be around people. And it's like, yeah, but hundreds of people. people, Like Tyrese, I feel like. 50 people you want to be around, 20 to 50 and have people at you. 100. You know, granted, the but house is huge. did it look huge. like random people? Because Chris Brown, I feel like Chris Brown and Justin Bieber be having. I mean, no, I'm it was, like, it was you definitely clearly don't people. know about ninety percent of the people. It, it was random. It was random. Really? Because I heard his yeah. were more like intimate. But okay. I mean, it could have been. I'm sure there were some, you specific know, specific people. people there. But I, I just felt like it was a lot of people that you can't tell me they're all his friends. Maybe he had special security guards like upstairs. So like, if somebody snuck rec- upstairs, because yeah. that's the yeah. big thing. Like, people will invite. Because if you have a nice property and you have a good party. 100, 200 people at your party, like, okay, fine. But you're supposed to have security guards positioned in certain places so people can't actually get up in. into the house and whatever right. in spaces that you don't want them in. Because yeah. in the end, sometimes the 
it's an estate. Like, it's a space where you would have a for real party, and you're not going to know everybody that's there. But you're supposed to take the precautions necessary to make sure that people aren't able to access the actual house or actual private areas of True. the house that you don't want. Them well, to so have I'm a paranoid to. person. I would be paranoid even about my security because I'm like, if I'm letting them know all my secret places or where they can't go, and, and I'm downstairs and, and it's all these people here, they may be in my room but at least you're stealing living, shit. But at least you're and, limiting it to four people yes, that you can accuse and put the blame people. on versus. These people clearly knew what club he was at, right. how much he got. I mean, how, how much, much he got, got paid. Right. Yeah. Which is well, I'm almost thinking like maybe it's part of the club that's promoters. That's what they said. They're saying you know it's probably no, 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 the club they, promoters. There's actually oh, really? there was rumor that it might actually be related to the club. Which can make sense because they would invite they someone like that to the parties. Yeah. Because the fact that they know where he might have put it, and yeah, that's, that's just that's like, real specific. That's real specific. Really specific. That's and then really to know when Chris isn't yeah. going to be there, but then you didn't know that his club. aunt was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? like yeah. I just wouldn't trust anybody. I would, I would be like scary. Oprah. Oprah signs everything, all the checks. It needs to come to her. You need to just sure, be like well, Oprah. You coming to my house? Sign that. Sign this right here. In their defense, it is challenging. It if is. you are young, because you invite your friends over, you have a party, you want to exist can as I a bring normal this one person? person. Your friend sure. bring this one is like, person? can I bring my friend? And you No, they're so trustworthy. But I would just say... Say to Chris Brown, look at that picture that we posted for you. It's you're having a rough time. You should get a dog. <laughs> get a dog. Get a dog in a hobby. And here's no, my thing. Real. And here's my thing. Chris, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about Chris now. a long time. <laughs> He's got a baby now, but but trouble seems to follow Chris. So Chris might just need trouble to doesn't sh- follow Chris. Chris plays in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah, that, oh, that no, was no, poetic because, there. That was poetic. I've learned that about myself. That was poetic. I've learned that about myself. Because when you say it, like Chris is, you know, being fought, like no, you have made choices. He manifests. You manifest trouble. what's going on around Okay, you. I'll give you that. You put you, that energy You dye in your hair like a snow cone for a reason. Stop. You silly man. All right. He can fix it. He I has baby Chris rain. Brown. I think he will fix it. We're going to pray for you, boo. We're going to pray baby for you. Rain. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But let's up the security, yo. Let's Please. up the security. And, you know. ADT, why don't you hit Chris Brown up? That's right. But if you want to learn more about Chris Brown, because we've talked about Get him several drone. times on our show, you should check out our other This Week episodes on BlackHollywoodLive.com and also on iTunes. And you go to iTunes and look at Black Hollywood Live shows. Now, I really want you guys to give us a rating and comment because here's a big debate that we've been having. Yeah, we, we just debate, got y'all. some new statistics and apparently black people don't listen to podcasts is what they're trying to Say tell what? us. So we need y'all to prove that you listen to podcasts by going to iTunes, looking up Black Hollywood Live shows, giving us a rating and letting us know because that really does count. Not only does it help us to give you better shows, it also lets people know statistically that black people Do are listen to listening podcasts. to podcasts. This is a good statistic if you want to be a part of it. Yes. You want to be a part of it. But so, even if you're not black, thank you for listening yes, even and if watching black, and please yes. comment. Yes. And, tell please comment. Yes. and tell your friends. And tell your friends. We got 15 different shows. I'm sure you've listened to, hopefully listened Listen to most of them. We want to continue to give you great shows, and we got a lot of new things that are coming up. But please give us a random comment. I know we preach it every week, but it does mean a lot, and it does make a difference to the programming that we can deliver to you in the future. So go to iTunes. In other look words, Daryl's being a little too uh, PR right here. We need your help, and we need you to go to iTunes right now and right now. subscribe. Right now, subscribe right, right now. Us five Rate stars us right. and subscribe, and leave us a comment. Even if you leave us a negative comment, can you please let us know. Five we'll stars. take it. We appreciate. We appreciate it because we'll know how to change it. In fact, also and subscribe on YouTube. While you at it, go to YouTube and subscribe for us too. Thank you. All right, now we're moving to ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. 
We will not have music. That's okay. Where did that feel? Where did that? Right. All right. Well, this story has been making a lot of headlines this week. There we go. The delayed ER web story spotlight of the week music. Because he was waiting for everyone to go subscribe on That's right. He was he was watching our subscriptions. He was not on CP time. He was not on CP time. That's right. Michael Brown. We've talked about him a lot on the show. Slain teenager in Ferguson, Missouri. Well, there is a new art exhibit that has just taken place in Chicago. It's at the Gooch. Geechard, Geechard Gallery. You made that up. Geechard. I'm just kidding. Geechard. It is Geechard. <laughs> Geechard Gallery in Bronxville, the neighborhood of Bronxville, um, in Chicago, and it features a life-size mannequin of Michael Brown face down around. Uh, he has marked crime tape around his area, and there is a video of Eartha Kitt's song, Angel, Angel Letus, Letos. Angel, That's the name of the song? Angelitos playing in the background. Mm. Um, it's getting a lot of controversy because of the fact that some people feel like this should be taken down. Uh, it's been praised, and it is also getting a lot of controversy. The artist who did it, her name is T-Rock Moore, and she happens to be a white woman. Um, and this is what she had to say about the exhibit. She says, the images are intended to confront racism in America through art. Honestly and frankly... I explore white privilege through my awareness of the unearned advantage my white skin holds. Mm. Now, I think that's a deep statement. Um, she is, you know, she says that she stands behind keeping this artwork up, and the gallery also stands behind her. They said that this is something that they want to keep up because it sparks a conversation that takes place. We have a little clip. Did they here. talk to the family about this though before doing it? Do we know that? We don't. That information wasn't. In, in the particular uh, available in the articles, but we have a clip of the actual piece if you go to blackhollywoodlive.com or if you want to watch on YouTube. So that's a quick clip of the actual video. I mean, it is it is disturbing. I mean, it is. And we have a remix of it as well, just in case you missed it the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 when I saw it, it was a little bit disturbing, but I I, I feel like it should be. Up. But sometimes because art, I is, disturbing. art is disturbing That's and it has to make point. you a little bit uncomfortable sometimes for it to make an effect for you, you know. And, you know, I think that some people think it's too soon for something like this to be displayed. Yeah. What do you guys think? That was actually my first thought. I was like, well, maybe it's too soon. Yeah. And that, but the reason I sort of fell on the other side of that and decided that no, it's not too soon is because it's current and it's needed now. This isn't something that, like, we need to figure out in five years, like, how we can deal with it and how we can work through it. Like, it needs to end now. And if it takes, like, putting it in somebody's face, and granted, this is a smaller gallery in Bronzeville in Chicago. Like, it's not their, like, main gallery downtown. Right. I don't know right. what their patronage actually is, but I would imagine it's not huge. It's still at least, like, it puts it in your face in a way that I personally think it needs to be because I think that it's different when you see it on the news and then you see it communicated, especially in Michael Brown's case, because in the end, the guy was not... Um, 
indicted, indicted. Yeah. because you know Michael Brown was the aggressor and he did this right. and he did that but in the end there is a dead black child laying on the street because somebody decided that they were so afraid of this black child who was unarmed that they had to attack him multiple times to kill him yeah. and that reality is not the same watching it on the news I think for the greater portion of our country as it would be if you walk into a room and see what appears to be an actual dead body like because it makes it a person that died not some scary gorilla like animal angry black man who was attacking a police officer it's a person that died and even just to take not even to put it in that that type of negative context but to put it in a statistic because it's funny I've been really the Sandra Bland thing that happened this week, I've been yeah, really into having yes. conversation yeah. with a lot of people about this. And it comes to this, oh, statistic number, statistic number, this, this, this. And it's like, it's a human being. Like, let's look at it like that versus looking at it as a number versus looking at it as a color. It's a human being. And that's why I appreciate this because I would, if I walked into this room, like, whoa. And I would approach, I would approach this artwork, and I would be like, "Okay, this is freaking weird. This is sketchy, but why? Why is this here?" And that's the question that we need to be asking: Why? Why is this happening? Why? And so I think that this is a good. I think this art piece should actually move around the country and kind of be in people's faces because we only see this on the news. Well, let me ask you and this: And the qu- news is not a, 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 a source anymore that we can actually find legit information for him. That's true. Well, let me ask you this question, because some people have criticized the fact that the artist is a white woman who has done this display. Did, did that play into anything in, no, in anything when no. you saw this and Where's, found that information out? Let a black person put this on, but they haven't yet. I actually think it's almost more powerful because at least mm. in that I, I regard, agree. it's not I, black I, people being yeah. like, see what happened, see what happened, see what happened. Oh, we're tired of the black people complaining and being upset because they got shot. No, it's a white woman that recognizes something is not right. This is not okay. What is going on? Like, we need to think about it. We need to question this. We need to use what we have in our positions of privilege or power or whatever you want to call it and do something. And I'm putting it out there that I see something that needs to be paid attention to yeah. in a way that maybe you are not paying attention to. So I personally think it may even reach an audience in a way that it wouldn't if it's a white woman versus a black person. Well, I was going to say, because of the fact that, you know, we have rallied and come together for the various murders that have happened across the country, and I think that, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost like sometimes I feel like media is like, oh, well, of course black people are going to yeah. rally and be upset. Yeah, like, here we go again. No, but I'm, what I'm saying, my point is, is that by it being a white artist and who has taken this and is not true, you would think that someone black, a black artist may do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by it being a white woman and her talking about her white privilege, this is unexpected. And and I, and it just, it to me, just to watch it is just... You, you feel the effects of it. Like it, perfect it just, song, it's, too. It's a perfect song. And also around this display, what they were saying is that uh, there's 50 images that are including nooses. Nooses? Nooses? Is that a word? Nooses? Yes. Uh, <laughs> neon crosses, uh, wor- the words white privilege, and shredded pieces of the Confederate flag. Because she was also incorporating... What did this represent? Because that's interesting to me. I want to know what that the metal wall... against the wall. The oh, black, those are the nine the, victims, the victims that died okay. in, in Charlotte. Oh. Or Charleston, excuse Charleston. me, Charleston, excuse yes. me. Um, so that is what that. So she's kind of combining several pieces Everything. of the art there. So, um, which I, I also mean, I think is actually really 
strong commentary that this idea that this stuff is not isolated. It's not one. These are yeah. not random acts of randomness. Like right. these things have happened for a reason. There is an undercurrent, whether we want to pretend or accept it or not, like there's an undercurrent in this country against black people that is not positive and has not been for quite some time. And it's not to say that every white person is racist. That's not what the goal is. That's not anything. That's not what anybody's trying to say. But we have not addressed some issues that we need to address as a country. And I think that that's an amazing way to do it. And to speak on that, um, I just want some white people out there because there is a nerve that gets hit with certain people that I've noticed who are white, when the white person is brought up and then they get so defensive that they don't even want to talk about it. Wait, it's wait, not, wait what are you saying? It's like when, uh, I forget what the last, okay, so the other day I posted something on Facebook about Sandra Bland and it was like this conversation, an argument, not a conversation, uh, on there and white people are the devil, like things like that, right. you know. It needs to come to a point where we can't take offense to certain things that are being said. Because when I hear white people are evil, does it hit a nerve like, okay, not all white people. But I have to understand where it's coming from, where the conversation's coming from. And then I need to be open to the conversation. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people hear that. And then they close the conversation. They're done because, oh, this person's angry and they're only looking at it at that one side. Well, you're looking at that one side, too. Do do you get what I'm saying? I thought you were saying, yeah. With that. And so with this situation, another thing I would like from this, and I know we're going over time, but have you ever seen in New York? You lived in New York. Yeah. So you know in New York there's the Asian uh, protesters. Yeah. And they put themselves in these tiny little cages to show what's going on in China. Yeah. I would love... For this, oh, like to you know, we do the black the, the uh, black people matter protests and all that, but what's more powerful is to take this to the streets. I agree, and to do something like how you know, I, and actually, art. I've never seen it other than New York until last summer. I was uh, in Koreatown, and a bunch of Koreans had stepped in front of a Chase Bank and acted out this scene. It was bloody. It was like cra- It was very crazy to walk through. But it hit home, and I learned about what was going on in a whole nother country, a whole nother state that I would never research, I would never look up to even think to look it up. So to actually take this and move it around and put it in people's faces, I think that's the powerful movement right there. No, I agree. It's I, not I, harmful. I mean, it's not doing anything I, to take away from anyone else. It's just to say, look. If take that's what you have to step over in your neighborhood street, it's going to to go the into your you. house. You're going to think about, you're gonna think you about think. it, and I hope that this makes it even to a bigger gallery and uh you know check out check out the site for this too i mean she's got some interesting artwork and once again uh her name is uh, t-rock moore and you can find her on in google um that's why i literally found her name listed there for all of her sites she has a youtube channel too she's got a youtube channel but check out her artwork but this is an interesting piece and we want to know what you guys have to say about it too so tweet us and Instagram us. Let us know what you're thinking um, with everything. Our last story, which we'll wrap up really quick, there was a victory uh, as we're talking about uh, the Michael Brown story, but we're moving on to Eric Garner. There was a victory for his family. Eric Garner, of course, was the New York man who was in the chokehold, who said he could not breathe, and allegedly the cops pulled him over for selling cigarettes, some nonsense, and put him in a chokehold. The video was captured, and of course, he unfortunately died. Um, But his family just won a settlement. They settled out of court. They won 5.9 million dollar settlement um, but the lawsuit to avoid a lawsuit now the settlement requires the city to admit liability Ooh. that's the only some people are kind of having a problem with that portion because 
you know, there's still a lot of blame with the police officers for what obviously happened. But this will leave um, his wife, Eric Garner's wife, and five children with a large amount of money that hopefully they can move on with their life, even though they'll never forget, but move on and be able to be financially compensated for this situation. So it is a victory in that sense. Hmm. What do you guys think about this? I guess you could call it a victory. I mean, this is just such a big part of American culture right now. That is five point million, five point nine million dollars. Really, here's the thing: they were supposed to, you know, I mean, had this gone all the way, uh, people estimate as high as seventy five million. Seventy five million. You know, yeah, so when you look at lawyer, that, the lawyer it, even said it's not, it's not a victory in that sense. But uh, you know, the bigger, the bigger thing that uh, I talked about on Wednesday. See, Daryl, I'm now a part of Black Hollywood Live. You've always been a part of Black Hollywood Live. That's Phil from the booth. If anybody wants to find out who that is, um, you know, on just we we, we talked about. How, you know, this is sort of the only way that you can get, uh, not restitution, but, like, th- there's no actual way to change something no. in the league. You don't actually get justice. You you there's no. only a mo- you can only get a monetary value in return for something like this. Yep. And no matter how much it is, it's not the justice, you know, it doesn't matter. You never really got the justice. It doesn't bring right. them back. Mm-hmm. But here's my question. I, I was actually curious to know why they settled. Because did the family think that they weren't going to get a larger amount of money? Because even the lawyers that were interviewed said that, like kind of what Phil was just saying, is that they felt like it was going to be a larger amount of money that would have it would have gone to court and they probably would have got a larger I mean, amount of money. I can't speak for them. I don't yeah. know. But I would imagine that money is irrelevant. Yeah. Especially it, exactly seeing it. Like, it's one of those things, like, maybe if you didn't see it, you would just be so angry you can just keep fighting because the money in some kind of way makes you feel like you're getting a dig at him. But to watch that video of how he died, like, I can imagine feeling like, whatever. Like, thank you. And I'm just, I need to be able to move we'll see, on no, some kind I, of way. I disagree no, honestly, with you. To me, that would make me even more pissed off. And I would be like, I want to get, you I want, I want now, you to though, believe, I want to get every piece of money. I want you to suffer like I think, no other. But see, I feel like that would be the case if I didn't see it happen. If I saw it happen, I feel like I would know there is absolutely nothing they can give me that will change what that I moment. feel about what just I just saw. Because, I, and I don't know, I, like I said, I can't speak right. for the family. I have no idea what their thoughts are. And in the end, maybe they didn't want to have to keep paying attorneys and they didn't want to spend the next three to five years of their lives in litigation reliving it and dealing with it because you can't move on when you're constantly like in that space of trying to get back something that's never going to add up to what you lost. So I... I just, I don't know, like, it's sort of heartbreaking, like, on the one hand, it's like, yay, they got a settlement, but on the other hand, it's like, I feel like every, like, that was real, that, that situation <laughs> I mean, was that video, so bad, I like, just, I, I, just, I, 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 I went and watched the video again after just kind of reading yes, the story, it's and been a while, it, it, and it's been a while, and I just was like, man, that's, that's why I've said it, it makes me angry, because I just feel cigarettes. like 5.9 million dollars, actually, yes, is a victory, and I'm happy that they got money, but I feel like, the, when I was reading the different articles in the news, uh, and, and on the site, about how much money they put, could have potentially got. I just feel like you know what you got to hit them where it hurts. But, it's but sometimes just, money it depends on the people. It. Honestly, Daryl, if this situation was an, an opposite situation and it happened to me, my my family probably wouldn't have even won the five point nine million because it's just not how my family is. I hear you. My family would have cared. You can't put money on a human like that's just especially how my, like personally. once the police were not brought up on any kind of charges. It's like why even bother. Money doesn't change what you did. Like, right. it just doesn't. 
You giving me five point nine million dollars to just go walk away and thank you because now at least I mean I can pay for my kids to go to school and do what they need to do to try to move forward. To but that stop doesn't this from ever that happening. doesn't fix. I want you in jail. I don't want your money. I want you to be punished for what you did. Me, the city paying me is not punishing the five cops that jumped on my husband's back that and be, suffocated him to death. That would be an interesting question to ask that entire. I would love family. to know. Would you want five point nine million dollars or this man put in? In jail. Well, that I would think, be an interesting seventy-five million. No, I know, but I think that that's where the five point nine came from. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, congratulations to his family, but I just feel like, for me personally, I would have taken it to harder. court and pushed harder. But hey, yeah, teach is on. All right, well, that concludes this one, week. Three. This week, this week, uh, Courtney, where can your fans find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. Jesse, where can your fans find you? Everywhere, DJ Jesse J. You can find me at Daryl Christian on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I also want to remind everyone to go to iTunes. We talked about this already. Let them know that you're paying attention to Black Hollywood Live in our podcast. Give us a rating, even if it's a one. Let us know what you're thinking. Please do that because it helps us out with the programming and we can continue to give you the best that we can. And we'll see you next week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.